European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 36, Issue 48, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Luscher. Aging, Inflammation, and Oxidative Stress, Final Common Pathways of Cardiovascular Disease. With the impressive increase in life expectancy due to improved nutrition, hygiene, and modern medicine, chronic diseases such as atherosclerosis, diseases of the bones and joints, as well as degenerative diseases of the central nervous system, have become increasingly prevalent. Most of these chronic diseases are highly age-dependent. As Western societies are aging due to an increased lifespan, decreased birth rates, and improving social and health conditions, age as a facilitator or cause of chronic diseases came into focus. Of note, as outlined in the clinical review, Molecular Mechanism of Endothelial and Vascular Aging, Implications for Cardiovascular Disease, by Giovanni G. Camici and colleagues from the University of Zurich in Switzerland. Aging is mediated by distinct molecular processes that can be characterized as much as those causing cardiovascular disease. Indeed, it is well known that oxidative stress, produced in the mitochondria and cytosol of the heart and brain, contributes to aging of the organs. The mitochondrial adapter protein, P66SHC, transcription factors such as JUN-D and sirtuins regulate the aging process, determine lifespan of many species, and are involved in cardiovascular diseases. GDF-11, a member of the TGF-beta superfamily with homology to myostatin, has also been suggested to retard aging via yet unknown mechanisms, although this has recently been challenged by some, but not others. Finally, telomere length is involved in aging and age-related cardiovascular dysfunction. The second clinical review, Protective Effects of Sirtuins in Cardiovascular Diseases from Bench to Bedside, by Christian M. Marta, also from the University Hospital Zurich, Switzerland, continues along these lines, but focuses specifically on the cardiovascular effects of sirtuins, a family of NAD plus dependent enzymes, i.e. on the best-known SIRT1, but also on SIRT3, SIRT6, and SIRT7. While all sirtuins are involved in deacetylation, some are also ADP ribosylases, demolonylases, glutarylases, and desuconylases. Activated upon caloric restriction and exercise, they control critical cellular processes in the nucleus cytoplasm, and mitochondria to maintain metabolic homeostasis, reduce cellular damage, and dampen inflammation, all of which serve to protect against a variety of age-related diseases, for example, endothelial dysfunction, atherothrombosis, diet-induced obesity, type 2 diabetes, liver steatosis, and myocardial infarction. CERT-3 is protective against left ventricular hypertrophy, cardiomyopathy, oxidative stress, metabolic homeostasis, and dyslipidemia. CERT-6 ameliorates dyslipidemia, cellular senescence, and left ventricular hypertrophy, while CERT-7 plays a role in lipid metabolism and cardiomyopathies. Most of these data were derived from experimental findings in genetically modified mice, where NFKB, PCSK9, LDLR, PPARY, SOD2, PRP1, and ENOS were identified, among others, as crucial molecular targets of sirtuins. Of note, 
there is evidence of a role of sirtuins in patients with endothelial dysfunction, type 1 or type 2 diabetes, and in longevity, suggesting that it may evolve as a therapeutic target in the future. The first clinical paper, Association of Growth Differentiation Factor 11-8, Putative Anti-Aging Factor with Cardiovascular Outcomes and Overall Mortality in Humans, Analysis of the Heart and Soul and Hunt 3 Cohorts. Peter Gans and colleagues from the San Francisco General Hospital in California, USA, expand on this subject further by focusing on growth differentiation factor 11 and or its homologue growth differentiation factor 8, i.e. GDF 11-8, which reverses age-related cardiac hypertrophy and vascular aging in mice. The authors investigated whether GDF 11-8 associates with outcomes, left ventricular hypertrophy, or age in humans. They measured plasma GDF 11-8 levels in 928 patients with stable ischemic heart disease in the Heart and Soul study. 450 participants, or 48.5%, experienced a cardiovascular event, or death, during 8.9 years of follow-up. The adjusted risk of the composite endpoint was lower in the highest compared to the lowest GDF 11-8 quartile, with a hazard ratio of 0.45. They replicated this relation of GDF 11-8 to adverse events in 971 patients in the Hunt 3 cohort, with a hazard ratio of 0.34. Left ventricular hypertrophy was present in 368 patients, or 40%, at baseline. Participants in the highest quartile of GDF 11-8 were less likely to have left ventricular hypertrophy than those in the lowest quartile, with a hazard ratio of 0.55. As in the murine heart, GDF 11-8 levels were lower in older individuals. The authors conclude that in patients with stable ischemic heart disease, higher GDF 11-8 levels are associated with lower risk of cardiovascular events and death, and suggest that GDF 11-8 has similar cardioprotective properties in humans to those in mice. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Thomas Thum from the Hanover Medical School in Germany. All the above-described aging and longevity genes modulate inflammation, a process involved in atherothrombosis, an inflammatory disease of the joints, bowel, and skin. Thus, in the first clinical research paper, rheumatoid arthritis is associated with a more severe presentation of acute coronary syndrome and worse short-term outcome. Angler Mantel, from the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm, Sweden, aimed to investigate clinical characteristics and case fatality rates following acute coronary syndromes in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. The authors compared the clinical presentation of acute coronary syndromes and their short-term mortality in 1,135 patients with rheumatoid arthritis and in 3,184 matched general population comparators. Patients with rheumatoid arthritis had a higher mortality and presented more frequently with sudden death, ST elevation myocardial infarctions, and had higher levels of troponin and more in-hospital complications compared to their comparators. The authors conclude that rheumatoid arthritis is associated with more severe acute coronary syndromes and poorer outcomes. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Roland Klingenberg from the Kerkhoff Clinic in Bad Nauheim, Germany. 
In contrast to the above, heme oxygenase 1 confers protection to the vasculature and suppresses inflammatory properties of monocytes and macrophages. The basic science paper Heme Oxygenase 1 suppresses a pro-inflammatory phenotype in monocytes and determines endothelial function and arterial hypertension in mice and humans by Philipp Wenzel and colleagues from the Universitätsmedizin Mainz in Germany attempted to assess the role of Heme Oxygenase 1 in vascular dysfunction in mice and humans. Indeed, decreased heme oxygenase 1 activity and expression was paralleled by an increased aortic expression and activity of NADPH oxidase NOX2 in homozygous and heterozygous heme oxygenase 1 deficient compared to wild-type mice. When subjected to angiotensin 2 infusion, streptocytosin-induced diabetes mellitus, or aging, heme oxygenase 1 deficient mice exhibited increased vascular dysfunction inversely correlated with the activity of the enzyme. In a primary prevention population-based cohort, polymorphisms of the heme oxygenase 1 promoter were studied in 4,937 individuals. In hypertensives, monocytic heme oxygenase 1 mRNA expression was positively correlated with flow-mediated dilation and inversely with CD14 mRNA expression. Heme oxygenase 1 deficient mice showed drastically increased expression of the chemokine receptor CCR2 in monocytes and the aorta. Angiotensin infusion amplified endothelial inflammation in heme oxygenase 1 deficient mice in vivo. Finally, individuals with unfavorable heme oxygenase 1 gene promoter length had an increased prevalence of hypertension and reduced survival over 7 years. The authors conclude that heme oxygenase 1 is a regulator of vascular function in hypertension via inflammatory circulating and infiltrating monocytes with possible implications for all-cause mortality. Oxidative stress is thought to be a risk for cardiovascular disease, and NADPH oxidases of the NOx family are important producers of reactive oxygen species. Within the NOx family, the NADPH oxidase, NOX4, has unique position as it is constitutively active and produces H2O2 rather than O2. NOX4 is therefore incapable of scavenging NO, and its low constitutive H2O2 production might even be beneficial. In the fourth basic science manuscript entitled The NADPH oxidase, NOX4, has anti-atherosclerotic functions. Ralph P. Branders and colleagues from the Goethe-Universität Frankfurt am Main in Germany hypothesized that NOX4 acts as an endogenous anti-atherosclerotic enzyme. Tamoxifen-induced NOX4 knockout mice were crossed with APOE1 mice and spontaneous atherosclerosis under regular chow, as well as accelerated atherosclerosis, in response to partial carotid artery ligation under high-fat diet were determined. Deletion of NOX4 resulted in increased atherosclerosis formation in both models. Mechanistically, pro-atherosclerotic and pro-inflammatory changes in gene expression were observed prior to plaque development. Moreover, inhibition of NOX4, or deletion of the enzyme in the endothelium, but not in macrophages, resulted in increased adhesion of macrophages to the endothelial surface. The authors conclude that the H2O2-producing NADPH oxidase, NOX4, 
is an endogenous anti-atherosclerotic enzyme in APOE1 mice, a finding confirming earlier studies in LDL-receptor-deficient mice. Thus, NOX4 inhibitors, currently under clinical evaluation, should be carefully monitored for cardiovascular side effects. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Francis J. Miller from the University of Iowa in Illinois, USA. The issue is complemented by two special article papers written by recipients of the 2015 Arrigo Recordati International Prize for Scientific Research and based on their lectures held at the award ceremony. In the first special article entitled A 35-Year Journey to Evidence-Based Medicine, A Personal Story, Salim Yusuf from the Hamilton General Hospital in Ontario, Canada, recounts his journey to where he is today. John J.J.V. McMurray from the Western Infirmary in Glasgow, Scotland, provided the second article summarising his contribution to cardiovascular medicine. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its readers.